Hello and welcome to our University of Strathclyde podcast series, run out of the world-famous School of Education, right in the heart of the beautiful city of Glasgow in Scotland. We bring you a mix of meet and academic interviews, thought pieces, conversations and provocations on all things education, to give you a glimpse into our world-leading education research here at Strathclyde and of course to stimulate your questions and thinking around the meaning, purpose and practice of education in schools, in communities, and of course, in all our lives. Today, we've got the pleasure of talking with um, Dr. Katja Freenberger, um, a lecturer at the School of Education here at the University of Strathclyde. So it's going to be Dr. Claire Cassidy and myself, Dario Banegas, talking about what Katja is interested in in terms of research. When we look at your profile, we see that you have an interest in informal education. Could you tell us a little bit about what makes you feel particularly interested in informal education? It's funny because it's a cop-out to say I'm interested in education beyond the walls of the school because often in the UK, when you say education, people immediately assume you're working in schools. It's a way of saying, well, I'm really interested in education and the formative processes that happen in a wider sense or in, in life generally. It's a way of educating yourself, of being educated by others, adults as well as children and young people. Could you tell us a little bit about something you experienced with films or the use of films, research around films and education? So the last film project I was involved in is a project with a group of young refugees and our project was called Scotland Our New Home. So it was a group of young refugees who were part of a support group for other young refugees hosted by a charity in Glasgow called Why People as peer mentors for other young refugees. Their aim was to make a film for other young people to help them in the process of making a home in Glasgow. So that was the overall aim of the project. So um, my colleague filmmaker Simon and I, we got funding through Creative Scotland and then we worked with the young people to teach them the technical process of making a film and then sort of supported them to make a final 10-minute film for other young people. And what I learned was really that this process of finding a voice is an intensely social process. Um, and in the way that we often think about voice as something that only belongs to the individual, when you observe education and action like we did in our project, you realize it's really something quite dependent on others around you. Imagine the project in many situations of negotiation, of artistic decisions. If you want an example of um, a situation where it's mid-project roughly, we experimented with a film technique called the direct audience address. So this is maybe a technique you know from the 80s movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So when he speaks directly to the camera and he addresses the audience. And the young people were thinking about using this technique as a way to directly address their potential audience of um, mentees, sort of mentor them through the lens of the camera and, and, and kind of address them directly. So we set up these little scenarios of the kind of potential situations that young refugees coming to Glasgow might be in. Something like being at a social meeting at the Refugee Council or playing football at first day um, at college, going to an Isla class, for example. So we filmed these scenarios and then there was a point in these situations where a young person would turn directly to the camera and say um, the kind of things they would say to another young person 
you know, directly like, don't be scared. People are really nice here. We're all learning English together. And in theory, this sounded like a straightforward translation of this desire of the young people to mentor other new young arrivals process of making home. But in practice, it didn't quite work. So it wasn't a straightforward process of finding your voice within this technique that we offered to them. But actually, it was through the failure of this technique. When we watched over the footage afterwards, we realized that it was an incredibly clunky way of addressing an audience of potential mentees or potential refugees watching this film. And one young person in the project said to us that well, the problem with the direct audience address is that it assumes that all young refugees are the same, that they all have the same kind of needs, the same kind of expectations, that they are the same, the same personalities. She said, well, you know, it's really difficult for us to say anything so universal when every young person is really so unique and not the same and it's difficult to anticipate what to say to people before you even meet them so that was a really crucial point in the project in that we abandoned the direct audience address and in conversation with the young people we decided that we had to have a far more subtle sort of aesthetic approach and we came to the decision to do sort of individual vignettes about individual young people in the process of making a home in Glasgow so the young people themselves told their own process of homemaking in Glasgow without telling other young people this is the way you have to do it it was just basically saying to them well you're not alone there are other people like you here and for me making a home looks like this for you it might look different but there's the potential and the hope that you will also be able to to do whatever it is you need to do to feel at home in the city and that's a really nice example isn't it of finding and articulating voice not just as a young person not just as a young refugee person but also discovering their voices as filmmakers, I suppose, given that they had the opportunity then to reflect on what they'd done and, and change the approach that they decided to take. Absolutely. That was an, an important component of the project that they learned hands-on what the production process from the moment where you conceive an idea to the moment where you distribute your film actually entails. It's not like that was an easy process. And it's also not that they were perfect filmmakers at the end of it. This was more like gaining an insight into the intensely complicated and technically very demanding process of making a film. There is a tendency, for example, when we speak about the arts as a tool for social inclusion or integration, to almost use it as a fix, engage maybe people, young people we call being at risk or so on, a method to empower them. But I think we have to be a bit careful and acknowledge that this was more a way of gaining an insight into the joy of storytelling, the joy of learning these different techniques to get curious and interested about filmmaking in the future. And I suppose then it links to something that you see around it being vital for a reflexive practice and research not to gloss over the moral dilemmas in the name of some kind of progressive ideal. And that articulates well with what you're saying just now. Do you think that the outcomes and the process of the project has somehow informed your own teaching, your own teaching practice as a lecturer? 
well, the first thought that comes to my mind is I'm teaching on a, on a module that's called Social Issues for year four of our BA Primary Education at year Joint Honours Education Studies program. And just last week, my colleague Carsten did a lecture on recognition theory, you know, the way that yourself is formed and develops always in relation with a social other. And I guess projects like this, particularly arts-based projects, they are such a practical way of observing these processes of formation of self through a social other or through the material of film or and I guess there is this overlap between theory and practice which is which is nice in terms of my own teaching I teach on a module called creativities and practice which is um, more theater based it's leading our students towards a final performance so there where it links into my teaching where it's um, equally sort of the creation of a, of a product Okay, so I've got a final question, I suppose, Katya. So the title of the, the work that you published, the article that you published in relation to the working with the refugee young people is called Voice, Autonomy and Utopian Desire, Participatory Filmmaking with Young Refugees. What's your utopian desire for education? My utopian desire for education? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a big just question. A, just, a, just a wee question to finish us off. <laughs> well, maybe sometimes I wonder if we would benefit more from looking at smaller things rather than bigger things, looking more at the dynamics of relationship building or artistic learning over let's say a big utopian final solution for education, you know, that fits all. If you say utopian desire, I think what I'm thinking more about is smaller, think smaller rather than bigger. When you say smaller rather than bigger, perhaps this notion of of localizing projects and making them local rather than these, you know, huge projects that might not somehow respect, let's say, the particularities of different situations and educational contexts. Is that what you somehow think so? I I I think you're right. Well it's something about because these formative processes or the hope of change or the hope for education, the hope of becoming something other than myself or the hope for community, those are all things that take place between people. But often we treat it as if they're taking place in government policies. So my utopian desire is more that we look closer and more patiently at those dynamics of formation that are so crucial in in the way that people become themselves or communities are built or we understand each other better. But they are very small processes and they're very difficult to regulate and they're very difficult to to create policies around. I guess that's what I'm curious about. I'm I'm curious about those small dynamics of formation and of the development of of self through others and in in arts projects in particular. That's a wonderful way of probably wrapping up Katya, thank you very much for sharing your experience, your thoughts and utopian desires. <laughs> You're very welcome anytime, Dario. That was certainly a lovely time that we've spent together this afternoon here in Glasgow. Thank, thank you, you very, very much. much. Thank you for listening in to our Strathclyde Education Podcast Series. We'll be back soon with another episode. <laughs>